ready to begin. What year is this? The year is 2020, and this is Beyond Sin. Hey there, welcome to the show. This is Beyond Synth, episode 244. And uh, hi, I hope you guys are doing okay. I apologize this episode is a few days late because I literally don't even know what day it is anymore. All right, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I put out a video of my chat with the Motion Epic from Outland. I was like, oh good, I got an episode out this week. We did the trivia show. I got this video out. Everything's going great. I got a few days to relax. And then uh, and then I looked at the SoundCloud and it's like, oh shit, I haven't put out a show in like fucking nine days. So I apologize. The point is, thank you all for tuning in to the program. We're going to start the show off with some cool music. Uh, later in the episode, we'll be talking with Venator. And before that, I thought it would be a good idea to get to know some of my patrons. That's right. If you support Beyond Synth through Patreon at patreon.com slash beyondsynth or uh, my awesome PayPals, I really appreciate it, obviously. And so I wanted to meet some. And so that's what we're going to do. And of course, we're still going to listen to some cool music, man. And that's what it's all about. So let's listen to this awesome song. It came out my months ago. I should have played it sooner. Um, I'll explain my process here in a minute, but uh, (laughs) it's a collaboration with Jesse Fry and Ollie Ride. It's really great stuff. It's brought to you uh, by my awesome Patreon supporters, and we got some new donors here. So with the Triple Six, we got Thomas Berg, who has joined the Triple Six Club. So thank you, Thomas, for your support. You are a cool guy. And I think I mentioned this last week, but just in case I did because my fucking dates are all screwed up. King Koopazilla has upgraded his support. That's right, King Koopazilla, a.k.a. Edward, has uh, has now upgraded his support. He's now in the $5 club, so thank you, King Koopazilla. You are a cool guy. And, of course, I should mention Steve from The Matrix, new $5 donor. Again, I might have mentioned this last week. (laughs) I don't remember. My brain is fucking gone. But uh, Steve from The Matrix, thank you so much for supporting Beyond Synth. You are a cool guy. So now let's listen to this track. Uh, This is Jesse Fry and Ollie Ride with Malibu Broken.
Right, and that was Malibu Broken by Jesse Fry and Ollie Ride, and that was brought to you by my awesome PayPals. That's right. There's many ways to support Beyond Synth, and some people do it by supporting uh, the show on PayPal, which you can do by going to beyondsynth.com and clicking on the donate button, and there's uh, some options there, or you can go to, I think there's a PayPal Me account, but I forget the address. Anyways, I want to thank these awesome PayPals, all right? There's Jimmy Groon, the Ross Conian, Russell Nice, Brandon Morin, the king of the PayPal's upgrade, Jimpy. And then there's Jersey, Ross Bruce, Timothy Warwick, and Digital Dreams. Thank you so much for supporting the show. You guys are all right. So look, later in the show, we're going to be chatting with Vanader. What was I? Oh, yeah, that's right. Sorry. I was going to say that... <laughs> I should have played that song months ago, and the reason why I delayed was because I was going to record a segment with Jessie where we talked about the track. But then uh, she was busy sort of working on the album. We never worked out a proper time, and then it just, you know, then it just sort of fell through. Then I thought, well, maybe I'll have Ollie on, but then we couldn't get our schedule working. Now that Jessie's got an album coming out, um, I just figured... Well, if I'm gonna, I'm not gonna have her on to talk about the one single. Like, if I have her on again, we'll talk about the album, and so that's why. So I kept on holding off on playing the song. Anyway, it's a great song, obviously. And so if you're like Andy, that song's old. I'm like, you're right, it is. Anyway, we're gonna talk to Venator later in the show. But now I thought we would get to know some patrons of Beyond Synth. All right, so let's do that right now. I'm gonna play a video game sound effect. So this is a new segment here where it's not really a new segment, but uh, we're going to meet some of the awesome patrons. I thought that would be a fun thing to do. You hear me say their names every week on the show. And now I am joined by Restless Nights. How's it going, man? Hello. How you doing? We're, we're going to pretend that we just didn't talk for an hour and a half <laughs> before we hit record. <laughs> okay. So you are John, correct? Correct. Yeah, some. Jonathan, a.k.a. Restless Nights. Obviously, I have you on Instagram, and I see the things you post, and uh, I'm not really like a car guy, so I don't really understand it, and I still don't quite understand it. So now, here's your opportunity to explain to me what Restless Nights is and what you do, and I'm going to see if I can understand. I don't understand it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's... It's a bunch of things, to be honest. You know, the brand really started off as a car group that I I wanted to start, and that didn't really go anywhere. But then I started making designs. I wanted to make T-shirts for the club. And then the T-shirts just kept coming and coming. The designs kept coming, and people were saying they were liking them. They were liking designs. And uh, so I just kind of kept going with that. Uh, the whole idea of it is I'm really into synthwave in the 80s and you know a lot of the designs come from that and are inspired by that so uh, it kind of just went off in its own thing so it's really just I'm putting out these designs they're synthwave inspired they're car inspired and they're just kind of clashing and I just wanted to bring them all together what is a car group is that like where a bunch of friends just talk about cars or are you guys mechanics like what does that mean yeah, it's like, you know, we'll meet together and hang out in parking lots and chat and talk about cars and, you know, what did I do on the car or what did they do on their cars and we'll go on cruises together and just do fun stuff like that. So the car, it's, it's just like, you know, a forum. It's the same thing, but you actually meet and you drive together. Well, for a second there, I thought you meant cruises like on a boat. Oh, go on boat <laughs> cruises? <laughs> Yes, we uh, we go to the, the Caymans every now and then. Just to, yeah. <laughs> you know. 
that's where I keep all my money. Yep. <laughs> like, do you work in a garage or like what goes on? I've always been uh, a mechanic since I was a kid, you know, because my dad's a mechanic and I kind of learned from him. I've always had this thing where I just like to build cars. You know, I never really raced them or anything like that. I just like, it's almost like an art project. You know, like when you see I build those model cars, it's the same thing to me, just in a one-to-one scale. I like to put them together and make them look really nice and see the outcome of like my, my work. And then a lot of times that bleeds over into the Restless Nights brand with the design. So like, you know, the current car I have is I have a few designs with that car on it. It's really just something that I've always felt was therapeutic. It was fun to do. Um, I like building stuff. So, you know, I used to always build computers. Uh, When I was little, I'd put them together, take them apart. And, you know, my father used to come home with model cars for me. And then it kind of, that really kind of started the love of building cars. So then, you know, when I got older and I was able to do the real thing, I just pushed for that. So... I literally don't understand cars at all. I don't even drive. <laughs> but if I wanted to fake my way through a car conversation, what are like five words? Turbo. Is <laughs> <laughs> Turbo is one of the traction, I think, is another one. Rear differential. Rear differential. Rear differential. Make you sound like a real car guy. Speed, I guess, is probably a simple one as well. And uh, yeah, the car isn't working right now is also a good one (laughs) it's actually like a a meme in the car community where uh our cars are never working it's funny we know more about cars than anybody but our cars are never working they're never driving so it's always a a a big funny thing that's in the community (laughs) well look uh let's keep talking but i want to listen to a track first man so we're gonna listen to this track by mohican joe it's a really cool song it's called robot boogie it's uh brought to you by my awesome patreon supporters let's thank the kings of the pattersons robert d bishop chris dance and mike shima you guys are all right and i hope you guys are doing well and uh, now let's listen to this this is mohican joe with robot boogie
And that was Robot Boogie by Mohican Joe. Yeah, and that was uh, that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters uh, with the 66.6. It's Jose Arbello. Jose Arbello is a cool guy. And of course, the awesome Jacob Wick with the 4488. You guys are awesome. And I'm back here with a little segment. We're meeting the meeting the patrons, and I'm chatting with John, aka Restless Nights, who is a mechanic and guy. Yes, I am a guy. <laughs> <laughs> what is so what does rear differential mean? <laughs> it's very complicated. Uh, it's how the the rear wheels create traction between each other so if you're turning a corner and there's more force onto one wheel that wheel will spin faster than the other side so that differential changes the speed of the wheel on each side so is that like computer controlled like inside the car where it recognizes like oh that right wheel yeah it's computer controlled so like you know once the computer senses that there's a lot of g-force onto one wheel it'll change the speed on that particular wheel and then, you know, lessen the speed or up in the wheel rotation on the uh, the right wheel. So whichever way you're turning. So it just helps with traction at the end of the day. Earlier, when you're talking about uh, working on cars and stuff, you talk about it like it's sort of like a hobby. But I mean, like, is that your work? Like, do you work for a place or do you have a garage? I work for the railroad in uh, New York. And I also work at an auto zone. So it's still mechanic related. I do the mechanic stuff on a side. I mean, the building of the car is a hobby because I don't really want to make that particular thing a job because then it's no longer fun. Yeah. But as far as mechanic, you know, I'll help out like friends and family and stuff like that. And I'll work on their cars and do things like that. But, you know, I learned very early that not to make something that's your hobby a job. That's a good idea. <laughs> I wish my hobby wasn't making a podcast. I think I fucked myself over. <laughs> but your podcast is awesome. <laughs> well, thank you. And I'll be honest, like your, your show helped me push my brand, like really wanting to put effort into it. And, you know, putting that that retro feel into it and the music is just something that I absolutely love. I think I I got into Synthwave because of the wizard. Right. (laughs) So, like, I was big into composers. Like, so when I watched a movie, like an older movie from like the 90s or something, I would listen to the background music. I was always so focused on the background music. I didn't really care about the movie or whatever, but it was always like, oh. I wonder who that composer is, you know, and back then I couldn't really look it up, but now, you know, nowadays I can always look up who they are. So I would go back and I'd look to see, oh, who was the composer in this and look for all the music they've composed. Like I was always a fan of doing that. And it also stemmed from like playing video games like Streets of Rage and Sonic. I just love the digital sound. It was just, it always resonated with me. So it kind of followed me until I was an adult. And when I finally found your show, like it all clicked and it felt great. Well, that's cool, man. I think I was actually watching a, uh, some clips from The Wizard the other day because my favorite thing about that film is just the the introduction of the power glove. I think that's still one of my favorite just moments. It's the, so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I love that film. It's so bad. It's so bad. There was something about that movie that I feel will always be iconic. The introduction to Super Mario Brothers 3. That was the first, I don't know if you know, but that was actually the first time anyone even seen Super Mario Brothers 3. That was their like big promo. It was weird. It was like a promotional movie for Super Mario Brothers 3. 
So that was like a really long-winded way of doing it. My favorite part about The Wizard, though, is like when they introduce Super Mario Brothers 3, the way that they play it, like the kid already knows the seat, like he's jumping around, dodging shit. I'm like, it's the first time you played Mario Brothers 3. You would have fell in the hole like immediately. It made no sense. And like he knew the secret, how to get the secret levels. And I was like, how does he understand this already? Like in the face he just has throughout the whole movie is hilarious. (laughs) California. But look, man, I want to, uh, we'll talk for uh, a little bit more, but I want to listen to another song first. So we're going to listen to this track. This is by Boy Funktastic. And I don't know how to say this song name, but I'll try and fucking, uh, I'll try and do the best I can. It's brought to you by my (laughs) awesome Patreon supporters. There's City Hunter with the 42. And in the 2666 Club, Hugh Hefner and Lucas Ceballos. You guys are pretty fucking cool people, and I thank you for your support. And now, let's listen to this. This is Boy Funktastic with... Christ. Okay, it's Equi. It's E E Q U I I. How would you say that? I couldn't even figure that out. <laughs> like it's Equi or Equi, Equi. Anyway, let's listen to it. It's a fun song, and you're going to dig it. <laughs>
and that was Boy Funktastic off the album Data, and that song is called Aquai, I think. It's spelled E-Q-U-I-I, uh, Boy Funktastic. If you hear this, let me know if I'm saying it right. I look, I, I went into Google, and I'm like, define this word, and it didn't exist. Ekim is possible. Eki? Yeah, it, it depends on the language it's supposed to be. See, the thing is, there's two eyes. Anyway, look, that was brought to you. Hold on. Well, <laughs> that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 Club. There's uh, Jimmy the Hut, Clint Dowling, Alex Ellickson, and A Star Apart. And what the hell? Restless Nights, who we're talking to right now. Yeah. So let's find out where Boy Funktastic is from. Hold on here. Boy Funktastic. Argentina. All right. So Argentinian. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> this is some good radio. Okay. So Spanish is the language that is predominantly understood and spoken as a first or second language by nearly all the population of the Republic of Argentina. According to the latest estimations, the population is currently greater than 45 million. Oh, it's, it's, it's probably changing the the spelling around, but it's a key. A key? Yeah. Like here, come here. Okay. That's, that's what it would be. So we'll, uh, that's what we'll say. So I apologize if I said it wrong at first, <laughs> uh, but uh, it's a fun song. So go check it out. Now, look, I was looking at your Instagram and you just posted, you're like uh, fixing up your basement. You have a bunch of them like arcade one up machine. You're doing what I want to do. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I got the turtles cab, which is fucking awesome. The star Wars cab, Marvel street fighter and final fight. I want to buy like three or four more. I plan on like making that whole area. I want to like do like a um, a recreation of like an old '90s arcade. So I'm gonna get the neon lights and stuff like that, and I'm I'm pretty excited about it. It's coming along nicely. Yeah, that's sweet, man. That's the nice thing about those um, one-up cabinets is I like that since they are sort of like three-quarter size, if you get a bunch of them like standing next to each other, you do have that image of like, hey, it's like a real arcade, but you can still sort of compress it into sort of a smaller space. Which is nice because, like, some arcade machines, like, the real ones are pretty big. Yeah, I actually had a uh, Virtual Fighter 2 arcade. They're ginormous. They're much bigger than what it seems. You know, when you have them, like, when you go into an arcade, they're next to other big ones, so you don't really notice the size. But, man, those things are very big. I mean, I love that they came out with these things. They're they're really cool. The, the kids like them. Uh, it's going to create a really cool atmosphere. So, like, I'm going to try to make that, you know, my 90s arcade area which i think will be a lot of fun so i want to get the nba jam they got golden axe coming out they got some cool ones coming i gotta get a pac-man you should get one just to mod it like still have like all the machines that have like the specific games but then like get one of the arcade cabinets where you can swap it out for like a retro pie and like yeah i saw that and you know i'm, I'm in one of the forums where they do all the modding and you know i'm, I'm trying to get that all together and then I'll, I'll eventually just buy one uh secondhand and just mod it so that everything could be on there i'm really hoping they put out a simpsons cad that would be really awesome yeah 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 that was probably my top one and then they have the uh, the X Men Six Player One apparently that might come out, so that's going to be sick too. I don't know how they're going to do that. Yeah, I'm trying to think how it's going to fit. Like I have an X Arcade stick, and uh, I I do want to build a unit at some point, but I'm I'm not good at building, so it's going to be it's going to be a fucking hilarious thing when I finish it. <laughs> Doesn't your dad do that? Like he knows how to cut wood and stuff, carpentry more than me. He's 
fixed up a lot of this house, but my dad's not, he's not really about being precise. Oh, you know, like God. when I watch like the home renovation shows, I always get so mesmerized by how clean the cuts are and how everything's like perfectly level, you know, like they'll cut a shelf and it's like so perfect. And like, okay, let's fit it in. And it just fits in nice. Like the other day, my dad and I built a shelf and it was fucking hilarious. Like <laughs> there's just, there was just points where like the pieces were so wonky and we're just like slamming it in just to make the thing fit with fucking like hammers and mallets and shit just like well if we just fucking bang this I can just shove it into the wall and then like and I was laughing the whole time but just like what a mess it was <laughs> and we have all these pieces left <laughs> yeah <laughs> But man, it's uh yeah. So I look forward to trying to build the the arcade cabinet because I I'm just gonna use old like scrap wood we have in the basement, and it's gonna be this fucking Frankenstein looking atrocity. Uh, it's gonna be awesome. Hey man, if it, if it works, it works, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because I'm not even gonna I'm not even using the proper ingredients. Because I know they keep telling you you got to use MDF board if you're gonna fucking build the thing. I'm like, nope. I am gonna use particle board from an old IKEA cupboard that we threw away. <laughs> So it'll just fall apart. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Anyways, look. Oh, my God. How about this? Let's listen to one more track, and then we'll uh, we'll say goodbye. Well, we'll listen to this track from Neon Arcadia and Zenin. They did a little collaboration, and uh, they sent this to me a few weeks ago, and now you can listen to it here. Uh, and it's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 Club. There's Honeybeard, Tim Carlton, Johnny5, and Kempson. Hope you guys are having a lovely day. Now check out this track by Neon Arcadia and Zenin called Chemicals.
And that was Chemicals by Neon Arcadia and Zenon. Brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 Club. Martin Larby, Gregorio Franco, Blake Peterson, and Ken Giroux. You guys are cool. And I have been chatting here. I've been meeting the patrons. We've been chatting here with uh, Restless Nights about uh, cars and arcades and stuff. At the end of this, you're going to be a, a full classified mechanic. I think you'll be able to go out there and start building some race cars. Yeah, man. Well, I know all about rear differential, and uh, we didn't actually talk about the rest of the words. Because if I walk around talking about traction, all I know about traction is like when the cars get, the wheels get stuck in the wintertime, you put some cat litter under the tire to... <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard that. Is that traction? <laughs> I mean, if it works, I guess. Well, it's to give the tires something to to stick to. I don't I don't know how cars work. Anyways, look, man, listen. <laughs> the point is that it's uh, it's lovely to meet with you and and uh, and chat with you finally. And obviously, thank you so much for supporting the show. It means a lot to me, dude. Do you want to say anything before I hang up on you? Oh no, it's uh, it was a pleasure. I absolutely love the show, and I really hope you continue on going. And uh, thanks again for having me on. Should people go check out a site or something? Yeah, if you go on Instagram, you can go to restless underscore nights, nights with a K. And that's where I'll have all my merch. And then there's a link in the bio that takes you to the webpage. And uh, you can buy some stuff. Support the cause. Support the, the synth wave, man. All right, dude. Well, listen, you have a lovely day. And, uh, and keep on being a cool guy. I and mean, we'll talk again sometime. Absolutely. Thanks a lot, Andy. So that was uh, that was my chat with the uh, Restless Knights. He's a cool guy. And look, since we're on this uh, whole meeting patrons thing, I thought we'd uh, we'd meet some more because that's always fun. So joining me now from the Twenty Six Sixty Six Club is Hugh Hefner. Now you've got like ten different aliases, right? I know. Sorry, it's the internet. So got to keep them guessing. Right. So what do you want me to call you right now? Yeah, Hugh Hefner is great. That's perfect. You're also Doctor Girly Friend. Girlfriend. Yes, Dr. Guriel friend is uh, the pronunciation after a gentleman by the name of Yuli Guriel. He is a baseball player and he's pretty great, so I support him tremendously. So you like baseball? Yes, I enjoy playing fantasy baseball and attending live games. I think I've been attending games since before I could walk, so it's been a big thing in my family on both sides. My dad's parents which happy father's day andy and happy father's day to your dad as well <laughs> thank you uh but on my mom's side as well everyone is super into baseball so it was pretty much my first love as far as sports goes so since i talk about baseball all the time is that why you you got attracted <laughs> to listening to the podcast <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know you're not into the sports, but that's fine. Like, I love what you're into. I have plenty of other friends that are into sports and people I talk to online that are into sports. So it's nice to have something a little different. So wait a second, because you live with another uh, Beyond Synth patron, Six Mill. Yes, he is the troll that lives upstairs. Yes. What, are you roommates? Yeah, we've been roommates since 2008, I think. Does he like baseball? What's he doing? I mean, he'll attend baseball games with us, and uh, he'll watch it from time to time. He's really into gaming and passionate about uh, mechanical keyboards. You know, he's just a really interesting fella, a network administrator, and um, very generous fella. 
So I'm really blessed to call him family, even though we're not actually related, you know, by seed or whatever. Is that the expression? <laughs> related by seed? Yes, I, I just pulled that one out of somewhere so <laughs> related by C that's what I say uh, when I introduce people like my brother and uh, my the rest of my family is to say we all come from the same seeds and if you delve into that metaphor any deeper it gets real fucking gross yeah so I he's definitely like a brother to me and so we're just trying to get through this life together and you know have the best time possible wait is it like a fucking sitcom over there do you have like other roommate what's going on you you're adults aren't you right so we also have my fiance here who is an amputee uh, his name is Robert he plays amputee soccer and he teaches amputee children how to play amputee soccer as well. So he's probably the coolest guy in the sitcom house here. Uh, and they play on crutches. So that way the false limbs don't harm anyone with contact. Is it considered cheating then if like people want to join like amputee soccer, but they're just missing an arm? <laughs> no, I was just about to say the goalie is missing an arm typically or missing part of the arm and has it tucked underneath the jersey so the goalie is only allowed to use one arm to defend but then if some guy shows up who has no arms but he's got two legs i mean like wouldn't that give him an advantage uh no arms i mean he would still have to use the crutches so he'd have to like strap up one of his legs and then have the ability to utilize the crutches and with no arms sounds like that would be tougher so this is a very specific thing where it's like we play soccer and we are missing a leg pretty much or we at birth had a defect that didn't allow our leg our one leg to completely grow there's several guys on the team with that condition as well i mean there's a, a dude uh, i think he's on the seattle seahawks playing american football that's missing a hand and he's playing at the highest level of the sport so someone missing a hand would be able to participate in amputee soccer they'd be eligible to be a goalie and they would have to tuck that arm that's missing the hand into the jersey and not use it to try to save goals. I would do like Dr. No, like from James Bond, where he had like this big, ridiculous, like fake metal hand that had like a claw on it. Oh no, I'm thinking of the Bruce Lee movie. You ever seen Enter the Dragon? It sounds familiar. Bruce Lee attends a fighting tournament, and then the villain at the end has like this hand that he puts on. But I forget if he already has a hand and he just puts the weapon hand over top, or if he was missing a hand. And it's like this big metal hand with like claws, and he like slashes Bruce Lee's back while Bruce <laughs> Lee's like fighting in like the mirror. Dirty. Look, we gotta listen to some music. We gotta. <laughs> it's fucking music time. Oh my gosh, time. we're way past five seconds. Let's go. Let's so look, go. We'll keep talking, but because uh, right now we're just uh, we're getting to know patrons right now on Beyond Synth. But uh, yeah, we're gonna listen to this track. This is a, an artist called Projector because it's spelled the French way: P R O J E C T E U R. So Projector. Projector. It's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. Where are we at right now? We're at Ashley Keegan with the twenty forty nine and Andy's laugh with the twenty. Thank you very much for supporting the show, guys. Now, uh, check out this track. This is Projector with Insomnia. Spin it.
And that was Insomnia by Projector. And that was brought to you by my... Oh, my God. I fucking... Hold on. I need to get a drink of water here. Good stuff. Are you eating peanuts again? No, I'm eating... Um, I'm eating some uh, Quaker Oats Square cereal, but uh, there was uh, some milk in it, and now it's all been absorbed. And so, look, the point is that that song was brought to you <laughs> by my awesome Patreon supporters. There's uh, Rachel Buchman with the 1985, Murat with the 1984, and uh, in the $15 Club, there's Prophet of Jupiter, Six Mill, Gus Vilicek, Hampus ML, and Chatterack. Chatterack. I'm here right now with... Oh, shit. Is my phone on fucking airplane mode? All right, there we go. And it charges faster in airplane mode if you aren't aware. If you need a fast charge, put your shit into airplane mode. It shuts off the antennas and charges about four times faster. PSA. Ooh, well, that's some very great advice from Hugh Hefner, who we're talking to right now, who is uh, uh, one of my awesome Patreon supporters in the 2666 Club. And uh, it's nice to chat with you because we've never chatted before. So it's always nice to get to know the people who support the show. And it sounds like it's uh, really interesting over there. Quite. Over here in Texas. So you, you're you there with your fiance, six mils up in the attic. Yes. There's a dog. Yes. There's a dog. She's actually a trained service animal for Robert so she can help him if and when he falls down. She's a super sweetheart and so she can also help if you know, he's feeling anxious. She can help calm him down, uh, help him with his PTSD. So she's the heart of the house. Six Mill is probably her best friend in the house, and they do almost everything together. Yeah, and two British cats, much like your father. My cats are British. They're brother and sister. They're chocolate tabby cats. Okay, it just sounds like as, as the more you talk, the more I'm just like, how, where does your, where does your world lead you to support beyond synth like i'm trying to figure it out here like there's all these sort of disparate things that have like very little to do with what i talk about so. i don't know dude i was born in 1981 it's a good year and i grew up playing video games and singing and performing and so music is like my lifeline i always have music everywhere and i love everything in the synthwave community so it's just one of my favorite music genres. But uh, the point is that uh, we got to listen to another song. Please do. We're going to talk some more. Nobody wants to listen to this shit. Listen, this is for me. I don't care. It's like I like to meet people, <laughs> see what's going on. Everyone has these sort of like interesting lives and stuff. And I just, I just, I find it interesting when adults have roommates. Yeah, it's different. You know, we are all, everyone in this household is just very different. We're, we're not like most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's good. Better than, uh, What's the alternative? You know what I mean? Boring. Just, you know, being a sheep. Yeah, man. Fucking sheep, man. Fucking government. All right, look. Let's listen to a track here. So I got uh, I got a cool one here from uh, an artist called Six Leaves Left hmm. from the album We Were Brave. And it's a, a collaboration with uh, Demi K. And this is a cool track. It's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. Well, there's Pattern Shift, Mads Baron Christensen, and we will never forget the immortal Chris Lyalane. And this is Six Leaves Left with Parallel World featuring Demi K.
And that was Parallel World, featuring Demi K by Six Leaves Left from the album We Were Brave. And uh, that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $10 Club. Fraser Davidson, Catstronaut84, Lucas Smith, Energon Cubes, Slade, and Watch Clark. And we are back. I'm here chatting with patrons today, getting to know some of the people who support the show. And uh, now I'm chatting with Hugh Hefner, a.k.a. Dr. Grizz friend Guriel 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 yes so then what do you do what's your job you have a cool job I work testing people's hearing recommending the right hearing aids for them and then fitting the hearing aids to them so that is what I do all day every day so during all this stuff then are you doing that from behind a uh, plexiglass sheet oh pretty much I am all decked out in personal protective equipment. I change my mask every hour. I have a face shield and then I have a big white lab coat. So I look like a mad scientist slash beekeeper. Nice. Most of the day. And it doesn't help that you're like shoving bees in people's ears. (laughs) I have... Uh, a friend that comes and basically lives with us on the weekends. Uh, he's a trombone player, and he is also what's called a, a hearing aid dispenser. That is our title. And so, you know, we talk shop and swap stories. And What do you guys do? You should have saw this guy's ear, man. It was gross. <laughs> Those the stories? Pretty much. <laughs> That's some of it. And then just some of it is, you know, when you're dealing with the public, sometimes the most ridiculous shit happens. And so, like this past week, he keeps getting yelled at for having a bottle of water and drinking from it. One of the managers apparently is like, you can't have that. And he's like, wait a minute, it's like 89 degrees in here and there's no public water fountain. So yeah, I need to stay hydrated. Maybe he can like uh, run a big long tube like straw and then just wrap it around his face so it doesn't look like he has a straw. Like a still suit? Yeah. I just said yeah and I don't even know what that is. You don't know what a still suit is? It is from Dune. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Where it processes the pee pee. You know what a still suit is. You take your pee and you drink it. It's, mm. you know, you process it a little bit, but so you sweat. Stupid. Who needs a still suit when you can do what I do and pee into a big glass? <laughs> <laughs> I don't need a still suit. Oh, Lord. Anyways, look. <laughs> I gotta listen to another song here. You got some music? You got some more of that music for me, Andy? I need some more of that music, Andy. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, it's always nice to segue to a song after talking about fucking drinking piss. So, here's a cool track. Uh... From a guy called Michael Weber, who makes business wave kind of music. He's got this uh, cool album uh, called Emotional Investments, which has some cool tracks. And we're going to listen to one of the tracks off of it. Lovely. It is uh, brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $10 Club. There's Neverman, Pudnuts, Joshua Winter, Pump Action Foreskin, Dalton Bell, Albion Algorithm, Retro Serenade, Gary Heather, and Knight of Ducks. And what the hell, Andrew Benson and Sarah Buchelman, you guys are all awesome. Thank you for supporting the show. Listen to this cool song by Michael Weber. It is called Withered Roses.
And that was Withered Roses by Michael Weber from the album Emotional Investments. And that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $10 Club. The Patch Bay, Renton Brax, Barry007, Matthew Lister, Tristan Waits, Skunk Raider, and Will Lowe. And what the hell, Poly Digital, and that's the $10 Club. Thank you all for supporting the show. We're here meeting patrons of the show today, and I have been chatting with Hugh Hefner, a.k.a. Dr. Guriel Friend. I, I don't know why I forget it every time, um, but that's because my brain doesn't work. How about that? It's okay. I got one of those brains, too. Yeah, man. That's what happens when you're old. <laughs> Born in 81. For sure. We are old. So look. Uh, it's been uh, nice to chat with you. Yes, thank you so much, Andy. We really enjoy the show here in this home, and I personally listen too often. Uh, I go back and listen to old episodes, and it's just something I kind of have playing uh, actually through my hearing aids, which are Bluetooth to my phone from Stitcher, like pretty much all day long, either that or music. And so while I'm talking to people, you are in my ear and Marco is in my other ear and I'm just <laughs> trying not to die laughing while that's piped in. But yet I'm discussing with people their, their issues and you know what they need and how they can do better in the world because not hearing well it really separates you from people you're often you know misunderstood to be either not paying attention or stuck up or you know just dumb when in all actuality there's just the incapability of hearing like normal people and so i do a lot of counseling with folks and bringing them back from the brink because almost everyone i help has you know anxiety and depression the hearing system processing is right up there next to where you process feelings which is the limbic system so when the one is not as you know stimulated the other is affected so a lot of what i do is very 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 close to the heart and uh, very passionate about it and i get to have those moments like you see on youtube where somebody has got this implant and they're hearing for the first time whether it's a kid or whatever and there's a lot of moments like that throughout my week and it uh it makes it all really worthwhile. Oh, see, that's nice. That's a lot more useful than what I do. I like hearing that there's people out there who actually have these jobs who are like, oh, you're making agree. a difference. I don't agree. No, I, you can't. No, nope. you're making a difference too. Nope. <laughs> it's just not in the same way. We can't all make the difference in the same way, Andy. I guess. It's, we've all got our role to play. Bringing he hearing to a child's life is uh, <laughs> make it a little different than some guy talking about drinking piss <laughs> and playing music. <laughs> I'm sorry, but listen, my job is very serious. Even during the day or at the end of the day, I need the silly. And so you help people like me get the silly to balance things out and keep us going. So that's what you're doing, Andy. It's important. Well, it's okay. I'll, <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it just this once. Damn right you will. But look, it's great. It's great what you're doing. That's a nice thing. It makes me happy. And I guess uh, say hi to all your, your roommates and fiance and dogs and cats and all the other people over there. You betcha. And uh, keep on being cool, man. Have a lovely day. You too, dude. And happy uh, Andy Last Family Father's Day to all of you in the household. All right.
right, and that was my conversation with Hugh Hefner from the 2666 Club. It's always nice to uh, meet my awesome Beyond Synth supporters. Obviously, the show wouldn't be on as uh, regularly as it is without people supporting the show. And I say that almost ironically because this episode is late, but uh, <laughs> anyway, and it just seems like everyone's always got these uh, cool, interesting, and important lives while I just sit here and make this silly program. Anyways... Here's the deal. We're going to go chat with Venator right now. All right. Well, I am here right now with Venator. How's it going, man? It's going pretty good, man. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, no problem. So what is your uh, actual name, or is that a secret? Uh, No, my name's Brandon. Cool, man. Well, nice to meet you. Do you say Brandon or Brandon? Brandon. B-R-A-N-D-O-N. All right, man. Well, look. uh, Listen. You make some uh, cool tunes. You live out uh, east, right? Yeah, St. John's, Newfoundland, Canada. So you might be my first uh, Eastern Canadian guest. Well, actually, technically, Judge Bitch originally... Or did he just live out east? I'm trying to remember if he actually came from out east... Mm. And I gotta re-listen to my own show. Anyway, whatever. I didn't even know that he was he was from Canada. Yeah, no, I think uh, yeah, Judge Bitch is Canadian, but I think he actually originally comes from Halifax. But oh, I completely that's awesome. I'm now blanking because I think he, then he moved to Ontario, and I'm yeah, because he did uh, he worked on like Trailer Park Boys and stuff because he's a sound guy. I had no idea. That's fucking that's awesome. I had no idea he worked on Trailer Park Boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does uh, he does like sound for like uh, documentaries and it's uh, crazy and things like. Anyways, man, we're not talking about him. We're talking about Venator. Am I saying Venator correctly? You can... I've heard like a million pronunciations of it, and it's, you know, it's fine whatever way you say it. Like Venator or Venator or Venator, whatever. What do you say? Venator. You say Venator? Yes. Okay, then I'll say it your way. (laughs) Okay. Venator. What does it mean? Does it mean something? I think I just picked up the name from like mythology or something when I was reading over mythology books years ago. It's it's a Latin word or it has Greek origins. It basically means hunter and it has that ator, A-T-O-R like suffix, which can be switched out for tricks to mean like the female version. So Venator would be like a male hunter, but like a Venatrix would be like a female hunter. Well, that's cool. I should l- let the audience know that... Uh... You have a very loud computer. Yeah, I do. Just in case they're wondering if someone's, like, sawing in the background. Yeah, I feel that pain with my fucking PlayStation. <laughs> it's fucking getting uh, pretty ridiculous. Is that your your machine? Is that the machine you make the music on? Yes, sir. Is it... <laughs> I don't know what it is. I love when people say yes, sir. I don't know why. <laughs> so when did you uh, start making the tunes? I've been always writing, like, little bits and pieces, like riffs and licks and stuff since I was, like, I don't know probably nine or ten, but I got on the go writing kind of like full-ish songs just to throw away when I was like maybe 13 on GarageBand. Do you miss GarageBand? I'm gonna say, like, if you really know how to use it, you can make some pretty great stuff with it. I'll, I'll tell you for a fact, you know Justice, the uh, electronic duo from France? Yeah. Their entire debut album, Cross, which is like one of my all-time favorites, 
completely made on GarageBand, which fucking blew my mind when I heard it. It, it comes down more to the artist. You know, we're always uh, in this rush to get the new software and get, like, you know, the newest plugins and all this stuff. Yeah. And all I think about is, well, people were making amazing music without all this stuff. You know what I mean? That always gets in my head. The same with, um, like, I do, like, video production stuff, and it's the same where I'm always trying to get, like, the newest version of After Effects or something, because they got all these neat new tools you can use. Mm-hmm. And then I'm thinking, well, like, Hollywood movies were being made, you know, with After Effects 1. You know, and so it's like, obviously, as if you're talented and you put the time in, you can still produce really awesome results with really old software. And yeah. the more you use it, the you become like a master of it. Of course, yeah. Which is why I edit all my movies on GarageBand. <laughs> well, how about this? Let's uh, let's play some music here, and then we'll fucking uh, we'll we'll uh, dive into the story of Brandon uh, Venator. So how about this? Let's listen to this track. This was one from an album called Singles Volume. Three right and it's a track called Infinite. Okay, and uh, it's by uh, Venator. Thank you. 
All right, and that was Infinite by Venator. And I'm here right now with Venator. Brandon. Yes. All the way in the east coast of Canada. Yes, I am. Well, what do you do when you're not making tunes? I like to keep busy with stuff. You know, I write a bit. I'm a university student currently. I'm trying to get into an education program, trying to become a teacher. So you're a young man. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, see, I'm an old man, you see, so it's, it's like gauging where people are at. So you want to be a teacher? Yeah, I'm uh, currently looking at doing a uh, K-6 to program, so I'd be doing, like, elementary school. So I'd have to know how to teach a little bit of everything. And I don't know if that's less or more stressful than just focusing in the one subject area, but having to know everything about it for, like, I don't know, a junior high school or uh, high school. But we'll see how that goes up. Well, I think it's important, especially, like, for kids at a young age, because, you know, the majority of teachers are uh, female, right? So it's always good to have some male teachers. Oh, yeah. When I look at my, like, son's public school, even my daughter's, like, there aren't a lot of male teachers like in public school, it seems, anymore. I noticed. When I was in elementary school, I think the first, like, male teacher I had wasn't until, like, the fourth grade. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Same. <laughs> fourth grade. <laughs> I, mind you, though, I think there is something about for the very young kids, like the kindergarten and stuff, like it's partially teaching, but it's also kind of daycare sort of as well. Like there's a care aspect. Yeah. And yeah, uh, absolutely. I'm not making any sort of gender bias things, oh, but I mean, I, I wouldn't be able to do it. I'll say that much. I, I do understand what you mean by that, but I don't know. I, I'm looking to advance it beyond just being like an elementary school teacher like I'll probably like however long I teach I'll probably go maybe go back to school and try and be a professor at a university or something which is like a, a big job obviously but I'm gonna see how that works out like that's far in the future from now though and I'm always trying to keep my music at the side as well so yeah well it's cool that you have plans yeah I don't even think I have plans I guess just to fucking uh, play some games but I don't even I haven't even been paying attention I don't know what the big games are oh wait Last of Us that's coming out soon. Yeah. What was so crazy right now about gaming is March and April, in terms of games that were coming out, it was supposed to be such a fucking storm of just everything coming out. Like, Last of Us was coming is coming out in a couple months. Uh, Cyberpunk was supposed to come out, but got pushed back to September. And just a bunch of other stuff, like the Final Fantasy remake and, like, Half-Life Alex. I, I think the new Watch Dogs is coming out really soon as well. But I don't know how that's going to pan out now, because, you know... I don't know. I feel like people buy mostly digital now when it comes to games. I could be wrong. I should check to see what the percentage is. It is objectively more convenient. Yeah, it's just you can't return them. That's the thing that sucks. That's the, yeah, the thing yeah. I miss is trading in a game. Yeah. Yeah, but that's pretty much it, really. The only other problem is that they're so huge. Like, the other day I downloaded Call of Duty uh, Warzone, which is, like, free-to-play. Yeah, the new Battle Royale. Yeah, and... It was a hundred, you know, it was like 90 gigs. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I think, like, as technology evolves, I mean, they'll be like, okay, well, these console, these new consoles will have, like, a terabyte or two terabytes of storage. But still, I think as video games will evolve, they're going to get bigger and bigger. Like, when I found out the file size for, like, Red Dead 2 oh, yeah. came out, and it was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, this game's going to be, like, 110 gigs. And I'm like, oh, my God, what is in this game? And, I mean, of course, 
it came out and it was a pretty fantastic game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, 110 gigs. No, it's ludicrous. That's the thing. Even if they do have like, oh, like our hard drive has like three terabytes, but then like games are going to be a fucking terabyte in like a few years, right? So yeah. But look, man, let's listen to some more tunes. You had this album called Victor's Descent. Maybe you can explain this because you have sort of a storyline that runs through these things. Yeah, most of my albums are set in this kind of universe. How about this? You can explain it all, but we'll listen to the track first and then we'll uh, go from there. So this was one I've dug from Victor's Descent. It was called Proto Vertigo. All These really do play out like uh, a soundtrack to like a movie and there's like sort of soundscapes and stuff in there. This one was cool and it's, uh, it's called Proto Vertigo by Venator. Thank you. 
And that was Venator with the track Proto Vertigo from the album Victor's Descent. And I'm here right now with Venator. It's me. What's cool about these sort of albums you've done, these cinematic ones, is the songs tell a story. They're not really structured like chorus verse and stuff like this. And I almost felt, I don't know what's going on in the scene of this song, but, you know, when it kicks in, there's sort of like this moment in the in the middle there where it kicks into like a dance beat. Yeah. With it sort of like kind of compressed. And it almost reminded me of if it was a movie, like the guy's like running away from something. Right. And then he like runs into like a dance club to hide. And then the latter part is when he escapes out the back door. And so like the dance beat part is the part where he's like in the club kind of hiding out. Because it almost sounds like the beat's coming from like behind a wall or something. Yeah. And then when it changes up, it's like that's him bursting out the back door in the alleyway of the place like to run away. And then that was the story I've invented. Yeah. I mean, that was before I had learned how to properly like side chain. <laughs> like kicks in my music so it gave kind of a unique effect because when i i never learned how to sidechain kick so i just made the kick really loud so that it just deafened the music out completely so it gave kind of a similar effect but it kind of did its own unique thing of how it just this boom 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 sound well i like that i've uh, concocted a whole story there for uh, <laughs> what is essentially a sidechain I, no, I appreciate that so what is the deal with these then you have a few albums that seem to take place in this sort of universe featuring some dude called Victor. Yeah. One thing that was kind of hard at first to do was to make it clear to people that I am not supposed to be Victor. Victor's just uh, like sort of the, the main character in these albums. And uh, not every single release I've done is sort of a mark of a storyline in this universe, but the ones that are are kind of like chapters that tell a certain part of the story that I, I already wrote in advance. You know, putting out these musical releases that kind of have story synopsises synopses, I don't know what the foil that is, mm. attached in like the Bandcamp description or whatever. And wherever the story goes is kind of up to the listener. You hear the music and you decide what's going on as I've already set up sort of the scene. Mm. You just sort of decide where it goes from there. Well, I've decided that he ran into a club and then uh, hid behind a wall and then uh, ran out the back. Yeah. <laughs> so then what is uh, what inspired this whole uh, Venator project? Because you actually sort of deal with a few different kind of sounds. You've even got, uh, you know, songs where you've got, like, rappers on them and stuff. Yeah. So there's a lot of little sounds you play with. So, like, what was the, you know, the origin of this? I've been a fan of a lot of different types of music my entire life. Like, my family and, like, the people in my family who I spend time with, they never all liked one type of music. Like, my parents always played a lot of, like, classic rock from the 70s and 80s and whatnot. My grandparents would listen to a lot of, like, old-timey gospel and, like, Elvis types stuff from the 50s and 60s very like mellowed out Christian country and stuff like that and I also played a lot of Tony Hawk growing up so those games just had a wide variety of sounds including like punk music and some rock and some rap here and there. I think that's just kind of what developed me just having an appreciation for all types of music. I, I'm not really dead set on one genre that I like the most, but I sort of have phases where I'm like into a certain style that I might have like found or just be really into at the time and so and, and that'll reflect in whatever I'm making like oh, maybe I should make this sound a little bit like this maybe I, I kind of want to try something that sounds like this you know and for Victor's Descent I wanted to try and do something that was a lot more dark and like dungeon synth-esque and the whole album was kind of written in order like as you listen through the, the album every song you're hearing is 
me like producing them in order. I had started one and finished one, then started the next one and finished it, then started the next one. I, I there's this kind of journey. The music itself kind of getting darker throughout the album. Every song sort of drops a half step for the key that it's in. Like the first song, Proto Vertigo, is in C sharp minor, Amberclad is in C minor, Premonition is in B minor, and it kind of just keeps dropping from there. And the, oh, I see. So we've got a metaphorical and literal descent. Yeah, descent. That's that's kind of what the the name means. Well, look, see, I'm smart. I can fucking uh, figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so uh, maybe I, I have I have these listed in the wrong order. Does Cybertheism come before or after Victor's Descent? Before. I have some tracks to play from Cybertheism. Right on. We're gonna we're gonna do that, but I should now inform the listeners that Cybertheism happens before Victor's Descent. I don't know if that changes anything for you, but it's all good. I want to listen to this one. It's called Reign of the Phoenix, and uh, it is by Venator.
And that was Venator with the track Reign of the Phoenix from the album Cyber Theism. How many, how many, is it just the two or is there more like albums that feature this storyline? There's Odyssey as well, which is my first EP that I released. In the same story arc as like Cyber Theism just happens like directly before, you have kind of Victor Moore going across the country to band together a group of old friends and compatriots that'll help him with like what he's trying to do. Take down this evil bad guy who's taken over New York City and he dwells on this alien spire that's, you know, in the Empire State Building and uh, he needs some help. So he's gone around the country trying to, you know, locate a bunch of his old friends to help him out in this situation. And that's kind of like what odyssey entails like the idea of an odyssey a journey to try and find people to help them listen what's going on for fun over there man so you're you're busy at school you're doing uh university stuff so what are you doing in your uh free time man is it games you're around partying what's going on in the life of brandon i do a lot i play a lot of games i spend a lot of time on youtube just watching random shit (laughs) i have kind of like this secret side project that i'm not going to talk about the name of, but I kind of make like these goofy songs that make me laugh or just kind of amuse me, and I just throw them all to one side. I was like, I'm, I kind of have them compiled, and I'm going to release them under a name that I'm not going to say right now because uh, I kind of want to keep it secret. Do you mean silly? Like there's like boing boing noises and stuff in there, like super silly, or just not as serious as Venator? It's kind of hard to describe like why it makes me laugh. It's just sort of like these weird internet references or just a sound itself is just kind of goofy and weird. That's fun, though. I think we all need those different avenues to escape to sometimes. I know even, like, (laughs) you know, Perturbator, he's got his fucking dark thing, but I know he's got, like, a silly side thing he does. I feel like if you get your head into one specific sort of zone for too long, you do need a vent or, like, an escape valve or whatever to... Escape valve? Is that a thing? Vent... Venting? I don't have my metaphors straight. Don't listen to me. Venting. (laughs) Venator. Venatrix. So then, how many more years of fucking... uh, university you got to do i'm probably going to be in in it for another two years until i get my degree and then i'm gonna find a job as a teacher after that but the venator thing is still i'm not stopping with that anytime soon so who are all these other people i mean there's another track here that i was going to play in a in a few minutes as a a female singer on it there's uh, some other people you've featured where do you meet these people where do they come from a lot of them are just like online friends people i've met in communities online and talked to and other musicians that I meet in like Facebook groups. I become friends and then I ask them like, hey, do you want to collaborate on something? You want to just make something for fun? And a lot of the times we do and it's a lot of fun collaborating. It's just interesting to see what other people can bring to something that I'm working on. Not only do I like to see someone else's kind of vision or idea enter my music, that in turn kind of inspires me maybe to do something different in that song that we might be working on. So then is there any uh, like music scene where you are? Are you in like a like isolated place? There is like a music scene, but not really one that I'm attached to. A lot of the music here is very like folksy and traditional and... Oh, the fiddle? Yeah. You can look up like traditional Newfoundland music. I spent a lot of my uh, years hearing that and uh, I really respect a lot of the musicians in it because it's it's very endearing, the kind of uh, music we have here. And there, there's a bit of a rock scene as well, but there are a few like electronic producers and including myself here as well. I know most of them. I'm sort of befriended or acquainted 
acquaintanced acquaintanced with most of them because there's not many of us here we just kind of go against the grain because if you think of like people who play like guitar and fiddle and like upright bass against like people who use computers to produce music there's obviously kind of a schism in values there you kind of like these attitudes of oh you're not playing real music because you know you're not using something physically to play it right have you lived there your whole life yes i have so why don't you have the accent i don't, I don't know maybe it's just the time i spend listening to other people speak and <laughs> i guess i kind of live in an area where people don't have that that accent none of my family has it really so I just sound a lot more like general Canadian. Yeah, because I haven't had anyone from Newfoundland on the show before, and I think I've discussed it a few times. Sometimes we talk about accents on the show, and I always tell people, like, oh, but if you ever hear the Newfoundland accent, it's very distinct, and then I have someone on, yeah. and uh, <laughs> you don't have the voice, man. You're going to prove me wrong with my stereotypes. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry for not being able to deliver to you. I, I actually I can't even like do a good fake Newfoundland accent. I'm awful at it. <laughs> but it's something that I'm very familiar with hearing my entire life, and it's very, it is very distinct. Yeah, that's the word. One of these days, I'll uh, I'll keep trying to find electronic musicians from out there so I can uh, expose it to the people. Oh, yeah. I'm almost thinking that Judge Bitch actually had a, he had a mild Eastern Canada accent. You know when they kind of do the, the er of, like, you say, like, I'm driving my car, you know, like, you say it like that. Yeah, yeah, the really hard R's. Yeah, but there's other things. But uh, anyway, look, let's listen to some more music, dude. Okay. This is another one from Cybertheism. It's called Beyond the Night featuring Caven. This is a cool track. Uh, so let's do it up. Thank you. 
right, that was Beyond the Night by Vanader featuring Kaven. And I'm here right now with Vanader, Brandon. Hello. Who is Kaven? Kaven um, was a friend of mine that worked on uh, that song with me. Her name was Kayla. Unfortunately, uh, she's not with us anymore. Oh. I tried to honor her as much as I can with my music because that song is very near and dear to me. From that, I tried to honor like who she was and her like her musical talents and abilities. The album itself and the song were, was released after she had already passed. So what she had done of it at that point, I completely changed up the structure of the song to, for it to be kind of like an elegy, kind of like this celebration of you know who she was. So she was a uh, was she actually like pursuing a sort of musical life? Yeah, she was a singer for the most part. I remember this was like February of 2016. I think and I posted like a Facebook status saying like does anyone know any like female singers who would be interested in working on a song and then someone like one of my friends tagged her and then I um, added her on Facebook and we started talking and she's like oh yeah I'd be totally interested and we worked on it from there she she got sort of half of the song done and then she unfortunately passed and I had what she had done and I, I would have imagined she would have liked to have heard the song finished so I kind of restructured the song of what she had done to sort of fit what she had finished at the time yeah 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 well it's too bad but I mean it's a cool song like I, I do like the, the vibe of it is yeah. neat it's definitely uh, you know, has sort of like kind of a melancholy feel to it. So, yeah. but it is, uh, yeah. I never know what to say when things get serious. Yeah, I'm a bit of a fucking uh, goofball. So whenever <laughs> it's okay, man. But that's nice. It's nice that you put it out. I think that's that's good. Well, look. How about we uh, we'll fucking uh, perk this thing up here. Wrong. That's not an expression. Hold on. I what I need is I need a fucking list of expressions because <laughs> I am not good at them. <laughs> fucking perk things up. <laughs> <laughs> brighten things up. Yeah, there you go. Brighten. See, you're better at this than I am. Thank you. Here, you can come host my show. You're going to need a quieter computer, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe one day I'll work on it. I, I, I always tell myself, oh, yeah, I'm totally going to fucking get a good, powerful PC. I've been telling myself this since, like, 2012, and I, it's never happened. I do the same thing with big screen televisions. They're always so expensive, and so I have this number in my head where I'm like, I will not pay more than, you know, $8.99 for a big giant screen TV, but I also want it to be a good TV, so I'm always waiting for sales and stuff. Oh, yeah. But then I start thinking, like, well, you know, if you did buy an expensive TV, technically it is the one device in the house that's, like, always in use, and everybody in the house uses it. Yeah. Whereas, you know, if you're like, I'm going to buy a $2,000 toaster or something, you know, like, well, that, that's a bad example because everyone uses the toaster too. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's certain things you buy where it's like, this is just for me. So I start second guessing going like, well, maybe it is worthwhile spending good money on a TV because like you are using it all the time. You'll probably use it for many years, but I keep not doing it. And so now it's been in my head for decades. Like I bought one Christmas, I did buy like a, a big TV from Walmart because they had this stupid sale on RCAs where it was like 65 inch TV for four ninety nine. Right. Because right. I had to, I had to know. I had to know why they were four ninety nine, and I found out why. <laughs> and it's because they're not very good televisions. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> right. Yeah. It looks almost like it's like projected onto a curtain. Uh. It's not a nice clean picture. It's like you can actually see columns of like brighter light. Yeah. There's like no shades. Like all the shades are like 
just kind of like this uniform, just a lack of anything. Yeah, it's bad. It's like when I bought the TV, I was playing Red Dead Redemption at the time. I had to keep adjusting the color. Like anytime it turned to nighttime, I actually had to manually hold the remote up to the TV and adjust the contrast and shit because it was like so terrible. <laughs> so the moral of the story is I'm still sitting there in my head going, one of these days I'm going to buy one of those like really expensive Samsungs or whatever that have like nice picture quality and stuff and I just never do it and it just ends up being this thing that I'm always thinking about and it's just a damn TV but you should uh, you should definitely go get yourself a computer yeah now that you're telling me this I'm definitely gonna put it high on the priority list <laughs> it's just like bringing everything over from this PC because I have like so many old files like Venator files and PNGs and logos and all the stuff that I like might need for the future that would be such a fucking headache yeah for me uh, what, like I format my computers pretty regularly you know like over the course of a few months you always just end up downloading weird software like people will say like oh I'm sharing a file and like I have to start an account with something or like you need fucking zip box to unbox this or whatever you know like (laughs) there's always all these random things you end up signing up for or downloading for like one use like video game companies sometimes we like sign up for my thing and then you download some weird app on the desktop or whatever and so like every few months Mm -hmm. I always like to just fucking just format everything because I love looking at the nice clean screen again but the downside is i always end up losing something Mm -hmm. it's like months later i go back to look for a file and i can't find it and i'm like oh fuck i deleted it didn't i (laughs) like there's so much nonsense on the computer like you don't even really think about it but the more you use it the more you just always have all these stupid little background programs running where you're like what the hell is fucking django 48 exe and like (laughs) you have to think back to like why that's running on your computer and it's because like it was connected to a synth patch or so you know what i mean like there's all this shit my pc likes to do a lot of updates during the night when i'm like in bed trying to fucking sleep i like how you and then my computer (laughs) will just be roaring at (laughs) you you talk about it like it's a sentient being (laughs) yeah it's it's truly like if i don't like getting a deep sleep by whatever time my computer feels like i don't know like auto updating in the background when it just starts to fucking like roar at me it's the worst thing ever i could just turn it off but i kind of like to have like the very quiet background noise you know a lot of people listen to like white noise when they sleep because they like that background noise I like just very quiet sound of the whir in the background while I'm trying to sleep. But when it's just like screaming at me, the the fan is just going absolutely apeshit. It's just like, fucking kill me, please. (laughs) Yeah, no, I know that feeling. And it happens for me now. My computer just kind of does it randomly where I just, I'm like scrambling. Like, why are you overexerting yourself? Like, I'll just have like Facebook open (laughs) and all of a sudden it's just like, I'm like, what is happening? Yeah. Like, it's crazy. But look, man, listen, I want to listen to another track and then maybe we can uh, we can wind this down. Let's do it. So I want to uh, skip ahead here to the internet knows I exist. Oh, yeah. I guess it's a very different sort of sound than uh, than some of your other stuff, but it's got some fun tracks on here. Yeah, it was a lot of experimenting with different stuff on there. Yeah, and I'd like to uh, listen to this one. This one's called The Other Side featuring Brittany McQuinn by Venator.
And that was Venator with the track The Other Side featuring Brittany McQuinn. And I am here right now with Venator. Brandon, tell me about this album because it's sort of different. I kind of wanted to do a release that wasn't really set in the universe, like the Venator, like the Victor Moore kind of universe that, that I have going on in my music. I just kind of wanted to have an album that was just me having fun, just fooling around with different styles, you know, some synth waves, some synth pop, some like sort of French electro type sounds, future funk. It was kind of like this different like sample pack of different flavors of Venator. If I could do like small EPs in like all the styles that I introduced on that on that release, that would be pretty cool. Who are some of the peachy you, uh, the peacher? Fuck. Who are some of the people uh, you featured on here? Because you had uh, one dude who's rapping, and then there's this Brittany McQuinn person. Are these all just other people you've sort of connected with online? Or yeah, mostly friends. Brittany's a vocalist that I met through a friend of mine named Thomas, aka Tomsaw, who's also on that release. He did a remix of that exact song. Tom had worked with Brittany a few times, and I thought she was a fantastic singer. So I hit her up on the socials. It's just like, hey, did you want to? Could I like get you for a song or? or something and it went from there and I gave her the instrumental she sung over it I did some kind of weird vocal choppy stuff at parts she's part of a really awesome duo with this other producer their names are uh, the, the name of the group is like a uh, bloom they're both from uh, Nova Scotia I believe and they have some pretty awesome stuff in the works so that's just me shouting them out it's B L E U M bloom do they have the accent? Nova Scotia's got an East accent, right? Not as powerful as Newfoundland. It's nowhere near as powerful as Newfoundland, but it's it's noticeable, I'll say. Now I'm on an accent hunt. That's <laughs> <laughs> my new mission. But look, man, well, what what does the future hold for Venator? Because we can probably sort of uh, wrap up. Do you have any plans? The next thing I got planned is my second full-length album. As long as they are, Victor's Descent and The Internet. The Internet Knows I Exist are both EPs in my eyes because they don't really meet the standard of what I consider to be a full-length album. And this is going to be, like, in my opinion my best release yet. Like, I've put so much work and time and good shit into it that I'm really enjoying everything that I'm doing on it. And this will be, like, my truest, most, like, truthful, genuine, like, musical statement yet. And I... I'm really, really excited to put it out. Well, I should have talked to you next month. The hell am I talking to you now oh, yeah. for before this, <laughs> before this thing comes out? <laughs> so look, listen, it was nice to meet you. Nice talking to you. You as well, man. Have a, have a lovely Newfoundland day and uh, keep on making cool tunes and all that. We'll, we'll play this stuff, man, when it comes out. It's all exciting. I'm, a, I'm an excited guy. Thank you very much. And that was my conversation with Venator. Cool guy. And I should say that his new album is great. And uh, it is silly that I chatted with him before. (laughs) I should have just uh, had him on the show now because we would have obviously talked about the new album as well. But you should go check it out. It's really good. It's called Power of the Purple Flame by Venator. And uh, there's a lot of cool tracks on there. So I say go check it out. And that is all I have to say, I think, for today. So thanks for listening to the show. Keep on tuning in to uh, Beyond Synth, the best synthwave chat show there is. I got some great shows coming up. I'm recording uh, new interviews and stuff. So I hope you guys dig those. And I hope you all are doing well. And uh, yeah, have a good one. 
and I'll talk to you next time on Beyond Synth. Thanks for If you enjoy the show, please consider supporting it by going to patreon.com slash beyondsynth, or you can donate directly on beyondsynth.com. Beyond Synth can be found on SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and iTunes. And remember to like and subscribe to Beyond Synth on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Until next time...